0: Oh mammon, you powerful counterfeit, mimicking grace, but instead of operating in faith, you prey on fear and pride. Has sneaky mammon crept in to put a chokehold on your ability to flourish? Let's check it out on today's episode. Welcome to the Grace Current Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Will, Christian author, entrepreneur, and certified business coach. But confession, I did not get here by charging forward and asking God to bless my efforts. Yeah, like me, have you found that road actually leads to a tough place of burnout and overwhelm with a healthy sad dish of doubt and confusion. But it's at this humbling place that I received an oh so sweet invitation to walk in the grace we have received. And friend, it is your inheritance too. And it comes from your father who sits on a throne of grace. Yeah, it's how he gets things done in heaven and how he wants to collaborate with you on earth to see your life, your passions, your goals, and your God-sized dreams come to fruition with a clear path, exhilarating pace without losing your peace. So if you're ready to be propelled by God's giant wave of grace, then grab your board. It's time for the ride of your life on the Grace Current. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. We've got some heavy revvy, as some like to call it, heavy revelation coming in today. It's a little bit heavier of a topic, but I'm going to try to keep it light and um, share my own experiences, too, so you don't feel like, oh, is this just me? No, it's something that's common to man, or it would not be in scripture, and it wouldn't be red-lettered in both the book of Matthew and Luke, Jesus going in hard after the religious spirit. So we're going to just check it out. Make sure this isn't a place where you're being strangleholded and not even realizing the chokehold that's on your flourishing um, because there is something about the spirit of mammon and no, it's not just money. No, 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 no. It's actually a spirit of provision that mimics Grace. So we're going to get all into it. It's going to be really great for the clarity that I think it's going to bring for a lot of you today. But first, a reminder that registration is open for our our live online event at thegracecurrent.com forward slash favored. It's coming up on January 8th. So you got plenty of time up ahead. uh, 11am mountain time. There's a coupon in the show notes for five bucks off. And um, the Facebook group's already open, so we're we're welcoming y'all in early so we can get to know each other and have an amazing time of encouragement and getting vision and breakthrough and joy and just camaraderie around flourishing. Because I know sometimes when we start to flourish, sort of takes others back, like they're not really sure what to do with us. So it's great to have a community where we are celebrating each other and the flourishing that God's doing in our life and the favor that's on our life. So if you have not registered yet, get registered. It's going to be an amazing time. Um, And if we're kind of coming to a close on October. October was kind of the month of understanding what it looks like to flourish, to dream a little, to unpack some things of what it looks like to flourish for you. And what does favor look like? How do we partner with it? How do we grab hold of it? What does it feel like? What does it look like? And then staying focused on what that vision is, getting a strategy around our vision and taking steps forward into our territory that is just for us. And um, all of that has kind of been packed in October. So if you need to go back and binge on October. Go for it, because today we are going to start to shift from what is flourishing look like and what do I need to flourish to what is in our way of flourishing? What are some of the roadblocks? And I have some amazing interviews coming up. All of November is interviews and you are going to love it. Um, so that's what's coming up in November, really removing the roadblocks, the things that have got chokeholds on. And so today... We're talking about mammon. God just dropped this real hard this week um, that he really wants us to understand that mammon isn't just money. That's kind of what the translation comes across as, is it's riches. And so quickly we go to money from riches, but uh, we're going to open up the word and see it's not quite that. It's much more. It's really a spirit that has usurped or try to mimic or supplant grace. So let's dig in because I am so excited about this. (laughs) I feel like so many of us are stuck or we feel a little bit held back and aren't sure why. And so coming up, we're going to just blow out all these things that are really holding us all back. But okay, starting with this counterfeit to grace, Um, being mammon, this whole idea that, that this, there's a spirit behind it. And I want you to see in um, the scriptures we're going to read today, it's really not just wealth or money, because God says there's a master behind it. You cannot serve two masters. So that means one master is God, right? That's your, your option, um, with his, his authority of heaven. And then there's another master. He's got the authority of darkness, the kingdom of darkness. So there's two masters at play here. All right. This is Matthew 6, 24. No one can serve two masters for either. He will hate the one and love the other, or he will hold to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and Mammon, there it is. You cannot serve God. That's one master. Or mammon is another master. Okay, there's something behind it. There's a spirit behind it. And it can deliver. I am telling you, it can deliver. That's the issue here. Is just like grace, how we said it's the all-sufficient power or unchallenged authority in Christ, right? To operate on earth. And, um, we see that in the symbol when the prodigal prodigal comes back and the father slips on his signet ring, right on the, on the son, that is he, you're going forth in my name. The signet ring said, um, here's the authority by which you get to operate. And so the prodigal getting that signet ring says you get to operate in my authority. And that's what we have. That's that power, And then the provision, right, resources. Anytime you look up the word grace, it's going to have one of these things, either power or unchallenged authority, the provision or resources, the wisdom like with Solomon, the insight like with David, and the foresight like with the prophets. So when you look up the word grace in scripture, you're going to find that it has all of these elements somewhere in there packed in. And so the issue here is that that, grace operates by faith and humility, right? By grace, we have been saved through faith. And so God is pulling out our faith and our humility uh, to deliver grace. He's operating um, in his system, in his um, heavenly system of, in the currency of heaven is grace. And it operates by faith and humility. And that's what holds heaven together and makes it the most amazing place that everyone wants to go and no one wants to leave, right? No one wants to come back from. So on the flip side, the master, the other master, Mammon is operating by fear and pride, All right? So if we're, um, if we are susceptible with our fear and with our pride, just like how Eve was, right? She was susceptible with fear and pride. And that's what led to the whole downfall was that fear and that pride. Well, uh, Satan came in and said, I will, I will provide, I will provide what you need. Just go ahead and take a bite of this. And that's got everything you need. There's the provision that you're going to need for the future that you fear. So yes, absolutely. Does mammon provide a spirit of provision just like grace is from God? So with God in um in the kingdom of of God he's he's looking to produce from your faith and your humility partnering with him righteousness peace and joy right that those are the characteristics of the kingdom of heaven there's no heaviness the fruit of the spirit is abundant um it is it is just a the yoke is easy the burden is light operating system on the flip side with mammon in the kingdom of darkness um it is going to manifest in by ways of enticing us into putting ourselves on top, putting ourselves first. It operates in lust and greed and anger. We'll start to see agitation. Um, corruption. There's like this enticement and this temptation to hang on to all of that we have for fear or pride reasons. And so we're tempted to sort of scoot the line over about deceit or violence or (laughs) lies or, you know, everybody has their different vice, but there's, there's things that start to, um, we start to excuse because we want to hang on to this position or this power or this, this uh, resource that we have, and we feel threatened. And so it, we will do whatever it takes to protect that. That is the kingdom of darkness manifesting, right? So we've got these two sides and these two operating systems, both can produce a lot of things that are, um, beneficial to, um, what looks like, a good life right it can really give the appearance of the good life and so both are here to try to win your um your allegiance right so if you think about the sheep right the sheep hear my voice jesus says the sheep hear my voice and <laughs> you've heard of the black sheep right <laughs> the black sheep the dark sheep when we are operating in the kingdom of darkness we're sort of like that dark sheep that is listening to that voice that um, deception that it says like you're gonna not have what you need you're not going to stay on top you're there's some sort of threat there's to your your livelihood to your pride um or there's some sort of threat and it's producing fear so as the sheep we get the opportunity. To listen to these voices. And sometimes generationally, these we've been listening to the wrong voice for a long, long time, and we can't even recognize that we are not hearing the shepherd, the good shepherd's voice. And that's why he says, Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. Like God is here to wash that out of us and to give us a spot in his kingdom where we can hear his voice. So Let's take a look at Luke chapter 16 because here's here's another really more in depth look at um, mammon and its operating system. Right, Jesus is talking about the servant who is about to get fired because he's not been a good steward of his master's um, property and um, business, and so the steward is like, Oh no, I know I'm gonna get fired, so what? is what is a way that I can like save my own bacon? (laughs) So he goes to all the people who owe his master and he says, hey, just write down that you only owe this much. And you, you just write down that you only owe that much. And so now those people are like, hey, you're my man, (laughs) right? Um, I know you're going to have my back. So sure, I will. I'll have yours when you get fired. So that's why um, this this evil steward um, is is operating the way he is. It's because he's out to save his own bacon, right? He's got some fear there. And in verse 9, it says, "Um, I say to you, make friends for yourselves by means of mammon of unrighteousness, that when it fails, that your friends will receive you into their dwellings. So he who is faithful with a very little thing is also going to be faithful in much, but he who is unrighteous in just a little thing will also be unrighteous in much. So the lesson, right, is that this mammon, the spirit of mammon of unrighteousness is in the kingdom of unrighteousness versus the kingdom of righteousness is Um, going to be your operating system. It's going to become your operating system and it's going to yoke you in and get, bring you right into bondage. So now this servant, he's no longer serving a good master. He's now going to be servant to these people that he cut a deal with. So God's saying you have not been faithful in the use of that, which was someone else's. So why on earth Are you going to get something that is your own? So if you're struggling right now and saying like, I don't have my own thing. I'm not feeling like I'm flourishing. I am not, I am not getting this, this favor and this field and this place of favor in my life. Has there been a time where you were uh, needing to confess that I was not, I was not on the up and up. Like it's Okay don't feel shame. Like just go back and make it right. And whatever God's asking you to do to make it right, make it right. He wants you to be faithful with that thing that he is poking you with right now. It can be the smallest little thing. Um, it's not like cutting a deal with, um, business people, but it's just something you and God know about whatever the least of it is, is probably holding you back. And so this is your sign to go make it right. Cause he says no servant can serve two masters With that back to the master thing, right? There's two masters, God and mammon for he will either hate one and love the other, or he will hold to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon or unrighteousness. So if there's anything that is coming to mind right now and you're feeling it, you're feeling it, it is time to go take care of it. God is wanting to give you full access to his grace and in his system of righteousness based on faith and humility. And that probably over here, whatever went wrong and sideways was just a manifestation of worry and fear or pride. And we all struggle with it. It's, it's here for all of us. I am here to tell you. um, Yeah, I, I have been there. So I don't want you to feel like this is a shaming moment at all. It is, it is just a line in the sand that God wants you to draw so you can come over and get into the flood of grace, get into that amazing journey with him, the collaborative journey with him instead of hanging out over here and, um, sometimes getting the, getting this manifestation of good things happening. Right. Cause like I said, both can bring provision here. It says in the next, um, verse 14 and 15, still in chapter 16 here of Luke. Now the Pharisees who were lovers of money All right, didn't say lovers of mammon. So that's another clue that mammon is something different than money. Now, the Pharisees who were lovers of money were listening to all of these things and they were scoffing at him, scoffing at Jesus. Can you believe it? Oh, the gall. Anyway, and he said to them, you are those who justify yourselves in the sight of men. But God knows your hearts for that which is highly esteemed among men is detestable in the sight of God right? So here were these uh, Pharisees. They were highly esteemed. They had positions of power and they had riches. They had wealth. So I'm not saying that, um, man, mammon can't bring this, this stuff into your life. And it, it could have already been there and planted there. Um, we all are kind of in this world that is captivated by the spirit of mammon. I'm going to just be brutally honest here is that the spirit of mammon has captured finance, education, medicine, uh, law, business, etc., etc. and so you see corruption in each one of these different areas of life because that spirit of unrighteousness is at work. So it, it's there like it it is it, it we are in the operating system and um, getting into the flow of grace while we're still in this matrix of unrighteousness is tricky. And it is why Jesus is dealing with it. in all this red letter wording that you see, he's like the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It's right here. It's within reach. Okay. Just keep praying for it. Just keep collaborating with me. I am going to be the supplier and I may use any means I choose to, but you and I both know that this is coming by means of grace, through faith, through righteousness, and through your collaborating with me. And that's where we need to focus, is that that's where our modus operandi is, is that it's not in fear and it's not in pride. It is in faith and it is in humility. So how do I know I'm operating in which category in mammon versus um, God, th- that's really it is the fear, the pride, um, versus the humil- humility and faith. And so asking ourselves, what can we do if we find, uh, we feel like we're in bondage to something that has us just paralyzed where we're not moving forward. We're not flourishing. Um, we just can't seem to shake off these things that are holding us back. Okay. There's two, two um, paths that um, will help set you free. Okay. So don't despair. (laughs) You have a way of freedom, right? You as the sheep who has the amazing shepherd has paths for you in scripture. He tells us that we have his armor. So one of the, the, hugest pieces of armor. This is at Ephesians 6. So if you um, haven't read it recently, it's a great time to go back and see all of the different armors that God has given us to extinguish all of the flaming missiles of the evil one. That's what he says, extinguishing all of the flaming missiles of the evil one. So we want to extinguish these things. First, it says pray and petition. In the spirit with all perseverance. <laughs> like, so, so pray. We've got this, this armor to put on as a defense, but we have the offense, which is the word of God. Praying the word of God is, um, probably where you're going to see the fastest breakthrough. I look back at some scriptures where, um, our heroes of faith have had breakthrough and I pray those words too. So agreements that you've made with fear and, um, and pride, um, are like legal documents. If you could think of them that way, uh, spiritually legal documents that give the enemy access to them. So you want to revoke those with your words, with your prayers, with your petitions. And so asking God to rebuke or revoke and unyoke, anything that you've done to repeal any of it that you've done to yoke yourself up with unrighteousness. You confess whatever God's bringing to mind, repent of it, right? We all have to do it and ask him to purge the unrighteous ways in the alignment with that. Um, spirit of unrighteousness or the spirit of mammon and ask him to instead reign his grace. He will do it. I'm telling you all, he will do it. He's waiting and longing for you to come and ask him to revoke the one um, operating system and to invoke the other. So first thing you can do is revoke the legal agreement that the enemy has by prayer and petition and Secondly, if there is something that is, is beyond that, like you're sensing there is a weighty, heavy power or principality at, at work here, this is not about your words or anything you did, but, um, perhaps it was generational or it's just an, an attack from the enemy. Ephesians reminds us that our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers against powers against world forces of darkness and against spiritual forces of wickedness in heavenly places. Okay. So there's things going on in the heavenly realms, in the spirit realms that we can't see. Most of us can't see. I know there's some people out there who get a special Uh, visions, but, um, most of us cannot even see what's going on. We can just sense that there's something going on and there's a heaviness and there's a weight to it. And there's something about it that is not feeling, um, like it is of you, like something God's asking you to fix. Um, it is a weighty presence. And when we have that situation happening, I look back to when, um, Michael met, Satan. And he said, the Lord rebuke you. He didn't rebuke Satan. He's like the Lord, the let the Lord take care of it. So there are things that are, are in our realm that we fight and we battle here on earth. But when there's things happening in the spiritual realm and spiritual forces in high places, it is time to call on the, on the ones who operate in that system and, and let God do the work. he, he died and rose again to free us and not to just set us back into bondage again, but to free us in this life too. So go ahead and call upon his name and ask him to rebuke whatever spirit is at work in the situation and what you feel the heaviness. And, um, there just know like when I've gone through this and I felt this heavy presence and this this spiritual weightiness, uh, uh, like I'm under attack, right? Um, there may be a, a a time where there is battle going on, and that is why God says to put on the armor because there it is a battle. Um, the enemy wants you to operate over in his system too. <laughs> he doesn't want to lose you to, to God. He doesn't want to lose the, the ground that he gained and in your life. And, um, and so there, there is a battle that rages and sometimes there's a season of battle. And when you're feeling God's comfort and God's presence in the battle, you are working it out. You are working toward, um, righteousness, peace and joy, right? He's bringing you out of the muck and mire and setting your feet on a solid place. So don't um, fret if it, if it's a longer battle season, because there's, there's work to do, right? There's a battle to be won. And so not to get discouraged if it doesn't just snap flip. I mean, there are times when it does happen that way, but there are also seasons where it is just tough. And, you know, I've been very honest about it. And, um, what we want to avoid is just that soul crushing. I'm parked and I'm not moving and I'm not, nothing's moving forward. I'm not getting revelation and freedom and moving, feeling like I'm moving forward or toward um, peace, the gospel of peace. That's where, where then we've got an issue going on and and really a time of needing to abide and really come in deep with God and abide in him. So you can get the breakthrough and see what's happening, asking him what is actually happening. Is it me? Did I make an agreement? Did I say something that legally gave right to the enemy or is this a principality a spiritual force in a high place that you're dealing with? And I'm trusting you by faith that this is working out and I'm just going to keep praying and petitioning and trusting by faith that you're working it out and that, um, there is breakthrough coming. So those are the two avenues that if you're feeling like something's not flourishing, something's not right, um, you can go, to him and um, work it out all right so wrapping it all up mammon is a spirit of unrighteousness it is at work to mimic or supplant the spirit of grace which requires collaboration or fellowship with God and it preys on our fear and our pride instead of our faith in God and righteousness It it brings us into the kingdom of darkness instead of the kingdom of righteousness, peace, and joy. And if we're not flourishing or we're sensing a heaviness, we have these two options, these two pathways to break through and break free and come into grace. All right, friends, I hope that encourages you today that if you're feeling this um, crushing or this chokehold, Um, go in your quiet time with God go in and get alone with him and fix it Um, he is longing to do it he is waiting to help you break through thanks so much for joining me on today's podcast did this episode encourage you or unlock something new for you today I'd love to hear about it you can drop me a message and leave a review on Apple iTunes or your favorite podcast platform And then, hey, would you pray about who else in your life might need to hear this podcast too? Then share a link with them. Lastly, if you're looking for a more solid understanding of grace, you can get on the wait list for my new book by clicking on the link in the show notes. All right, friends, that's a wrap. We'll catch you next time on The Grace Current.